What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we've been debating all day. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Shira have been debating and fighting all day about just stuff, right, Shira? Look, I'm not trying to debate. I think when you said that, people think that I would be the one trying to debate. I don't try to debate. That's Marcus. Mm-hmm. Now, how many of y'all out there really believe that? Y'all know us a little taste. Who, who y'all no. think is the? Who Marcus. do you guys think is the main one debating? Me Marcus or Shire? Always we, we gonna has vote. to be right. We want y'all one. to vote in the in the comment <laughs> section. <laughs> now, nah, but Shire, we are here um, uh, for another episode of the Black Mary Jeffrey Podcast. Welcome to all our first-time listeners, and welcome back to all of our returning listeners. Uh, it's been a little while, Shire. It's been like a I week know. or so, you know. Man, life's just been life, and y'all, you know what I mean? Work, uh, kids. Man, these kids, man. Woo! You know, I would get warnings about what they're going to be, what teenagers are like, or preteens or whatever. I don't think I'm ready for this. I don't think I'm ready for this, Shire. Their activities are increasing, and so is that mouth. I mean, they just, they're bickering more. They're talking more. They have more opinions. Marcus, you're only talking about one of our two children, and I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I think, no, I think it's both. That could be, a lot of that could be for both. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, they're exhausting, man. And so that's where we've been. A lot of gymnastic meets and more to come. A lot of parent hours, Shire. Why don't you tell us about how the parent hours are for uh, gymnastics? Well, I think it's probably like this for other sports, too. You just have to put your time in. The kids (laughs) put their time in, but you as a parent, you have to put your time in, too. And if you don't, you're going to see a large bill. So Mm -hmm. that's just how it is. Yeah, let's let's that that, kind of irritates me. You have to. Uh, do volunteer we have to pay for the kid to do the sport then you have to do some volunteer hours then you have to pay to go watch the kid at the actual performance now Mm -hmm. that threw me for a loop i'm like wait what but yeah that's how it goes but anyway we hope you guys are doing well uh we're going to get into a topic that i think is going to be very polarizing very good and very interesting i was you know telling shire you know we need some more we need some more zesty topics you know around finance marriage and the the different things that we talk about here well i think we got it i think we got it with this one shire um the pretty much the the godfather of this movement uh, i guess the personal finance whoa whoa well that's what some people call him Uh, not me but some people dave ramsey's in uh he's trending on twitter he's trending on social media he's trending everywhere and he really hasn't, it's not for anything he's doing different. <laughs> but that seems to be the problem. Gen Z is rejecting the financial guru Dave Ramsey's advice to live debt free. They say self care is extremely important. There's also, we're going to be talking about that article out of Business Insider. And another article, Shire, in uh, Wall Street Journal says Dave Ramsey gives millions of people 
uh, advice. He tells millions of people what to do with their money, but people under 40 are saying he's wrong. So there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. And I feel like we're right on the border of this disconnect. So we're going to play referee here and we're going to see what these articles are talking about. And then we're going to give our opinion. Uh, Shire, do you have your article ready? I love how you go through the articles and you do that the best. So let's, let's go and do that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I think that you covered a a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Um, the business insider article is really, um, talking about a disconnect with Gen Z. Yes. So those are folks that, well, some of them are pretty young, but it actually goes up until folks that are in their mid twenties. Mm hmm. Um, so, and it also turns out that he's trending on TikTok. So, yeah, so we know that's a Gen Z, uh, you know, that has to be Gen Z that's making him trend because they're heavy on TikTok. Yes. And so the article says that Dave Ramsey likes clout with Gen Z. Mm -hmm. The 63 year old host of the financial talk show, the Dave Ramsey show has attracted scores of followers over the years with a simple mantra of live debt free. But amid rising costs of living, skyrocketing home prices, and mounting student debt, young workers are bucking the advice of America's favorite financial guru. They're calling his tips outdated and even a little depressing in videos on TikTok. The trend was first reported by the Wall Street Journal, and um, this has racked up millions of views on TikTok under the hashtag... Dave Ramsey wouldn't approve. Mm. Um, one of them says, I'd rather be caffeinated than depressed with $6. Mm. One of Ramsey's uh, maxims is to stop your coffee habit. Uh, he says that if you want to live debt free, stop spending $4 on a latte every morning. You'll spend $63 in a month. You'll spend $766 in a year and you'll spend 22,000 over the course of 30 years. Ramsey's financial advice company, Ramsey solutions um, writes this in a post on their website, but the younger generations say that lattes, which average about $6 these days are key to their mental and physical well-being. Well, let's pause there, Shire, because I want to jump in here. Um, I I bet you do. I bet you do. And I'm not even going to get on my (laughs) Starbucks high horse or anything. But what I want to say is. We I was what what, what were me and you talking about shortly before starting this podcast? I was saying, Shire, you know, man, the messaging. Right. What what would we what we talk about is so niched is so simple and it's so such on autopilot i feel like are we losing people like is this even are we gonna re can this message reach the next right or are we just in an echo chamber with the people who agree and that's it right i always want to say like how could we grow and what we're seeing is dave ramsey he's not growing with the next generation and 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 it's not that we have to alter your doctrine like to take it to church speak but maybe to acknowledge the changes in the generations financially meaning inflation cost of living all those things you have to acknowledge those things and maybe 
tweak, right? Tweak your messaging. Just just show that you like not living on a hill way up there and you're just not aware of what's happening. And I think that's what Gen Z is saying. Another thing, Shire, Ramsey has made his bones on like if you save a dollar a day, right, by doing X and you put that in the market and then at 62, it'll be $30,000. It's like, bro, do you know how long away I am from 62? Yes, that number sounds huge when you just spit it out to me. $30,000. Like, man, that's a lot of money for for coffee and whatever, whatnot. But you've been not drinking coffee for 30 years straight and investing it for 30 years. Like, what is the likelihood of a person doing that and to, to see that large number at the end of the finish line? It's not very likely. Marcus, I'm just going to really be honest with you. That you're saying these no, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm sick of it. Okay. You're sick of me. <laughs> no, I, I'm sick of it. Coffee is not going to do it. Okay. It's not going to do it because it, it, it's going to take more than that. It's going to take more. It's going to take you making tens of thousands of more dollars via your, uh, you know, higher education or more job growth is going to take you making more income is going to take you uh doing more things than just coffee like like we got to stop with the coffee is the difference between gen z living like the generations before them or living like how they're living currently because the economy has changed so drastically they have to make drastic changes and coffee isn't one of them that's not going to do that right Marcus, I don't think coffee is going to put I you... I don't know what the answer is, but I know coffee's not it. But okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't think coffee's going to put you in the poorhouse, but choices will. Yes, now I like that. I like where you're going. Go ahead, Shara. Okay, but the the math is, you know, if this is the math that they have on their um, website, the $63 a month and $766 in a year and 22000 of the course of 30 years, you can't argue with math. <laughs> okay, but now <laughs> because, I need you to 10X that for it to huh? mean something. I need that, that, that number is great, but I need to find that $7 or whatever, whoop, 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 10 more times for it to really move the needle for my life. So no. So just saying. Well, Marcus, I, I think that, I don't know why we gravitate towards a cup of coffee. And I, I think that that is challenging for people. It's triggering. The cup of coffee. <laughs> I let's just pause because Marcus, he's really on some other stuff because before we started this podcast and he's kind of been grumpy with me today, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. I asked you, can I make you a cup of coffee? And what was your response? I'm going to go to Starbucks and give me a cup. (laughs) (laughs) See? Okay. But maybe you've worked, um, very hard over the years and you were at a place financially where you can tell me, no, you don't want a cup of coffee. You want to go to Starbucks and get a coffee. Mm-hmm. Now that makes sense for you, but that doesn't make sense for everyone in America. Some of y'all might need to make the coffee at home. I make good coffee. Okay. Per- personally, I got all my little syrups. I got my little Keurig. I got, you know, I, Marcus didn't want coffee, but I made something for myself. And I'm not shaming you for not taking me up on that offer. But I'm saying that just because you're in a place where the cup of coffee is not, it's not a thing for you now because you're handling your business and what you do with your extra money is what you, is what you do with it. But we're talking about Gen Z. 
Gen Z ain't where we are. Where most of the folks in their 30s, 40s, and 50s are financially. They're not in their peak earning years. You don't get to your peak earning years until you're older in life. So when you're in your early 20s and say you have student loan debt, say you're not in the best place financially, then it might not be coffee, but it could be something else. Uh, I that like, maybe you should redirect. Yes. My, and, my thing is not just cutting out stuff. We're like, don't, we have to be purposeful. I'm, I'm going to stop getting coffee. Okay. Well, okay. Good for you. I mean, great. I mean, I love maybe, coffee as a metaphor. Yeah. Maybe but it's not the end. It's not the fix we all need. Okay. Like coffee is going to do it. That's, but what I'm that's saying, the generational gap is coffee and how much you're paying for your I latte. I think we can connect over coffee, but what I'm saying it's is that. It's catchy. It's 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 become his little catchy slogan, but it's really starting to. Gen Z thinks it's corny, and I'm here to stand with Gen Z on this. Like, bro, that's corny. No, no, find that's something not what else. They said though, Marcus, find something that's not that what they really said. will change. Look, find a true fix for the situation we're in. We're in a world where the cost of living is higher than it's ever been, and student loans are higher than it's ever been, and fix that. And it's not coffee, bro. Like that—that's what they're saying. Take your take no, your funny they're, they're coffee con- joke and your rice okay. and beans, like shtick. It's 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 become a shtick, and Gen Z is like, bro, that that's not real. Well, that's not real. Give no, me something else. Okay, that's well, what they're saying is that this coffee is part of self care, Marcus. So that's what the article is saying. There's, this is a quote. Self-care is extremely important. And if that means buying a $6 coffee every day, do it. This is what some comedian said uh, from Orlando. This is uh, what he shared, um, you know, with Business Insider. Yeah. Over, tic- over TikTok. So, well, what you're pointing to is systemic, some systemic changes that need to happen. Mm-hmm. And... Okay, the cost of living. And I'm not saying, or, you know, I'm not saying I know what the fix is, but I know it's not just coffee. Well, if you're going to say what's not, it's not just coffee. Could could we agree to that? I don't think that's a. I don't think that he's saying that it's just coffee, though. But that's all he really has is like. I I think what he's saying there. Save money on the littlest of expenses, and that's, that's why you're struggling. It's because you pay for a latte. It's like that's what he implies. And Gen Z is just see, this is what I like about millennials kind of started. And I love this about Gen Z. Gen Z, like, yo, man, we're not just gonna take the bull. Break that down to me, explain it in depth, show me the analytics. He see, did though. We're uh, Gen Z is a very analytical group. But they but the, you can't just they did show the analytics when they brought when they brought out the math. Okay, so I have a hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt. You show me at that house not drinking coffee for 30 years will yield me $30,000. But if you. That doesn't do anything for my 100000 student loan debt that I have today. No, that's not true, Marcus. And that's what Gen Z is saying. Well, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Okay, well, we're just going to be some non agreeing people on this podcast today. And, and that, that's <laughs> fine, right? But I think the point that's being made is to make the best choices that you can with what you have. I agree. And I think the coffee is just the low, the low bearing fruit. Okay, I don't so the think coffee, coffee is a metaphor gonna, for coffee's, choices yeah. and for being smarter with your money. I, I like that. I like that. But he needs to say that. See, that's the thing. But I don't Gen Z also, is going to call you on it. They're going to huh? say, 
tell it to me like I'm a four-year-old. They don't want you to for it to be a metaphor, but you don't tell them it's a metaphor. I, I think that they get that. Because they take stuff literal, you know what now, I mean? No, I think you took it literal. I think the article is saying Gen Z is taking this dude did a well, whole they're, TikTok drinking, they're drinking saying a latte. that, you know, it's, uh, with, you know, it's self-care. It's per- part of their self-care, I guess. I mean, I like coffee. A lot. So I'm not going to say that is not part of my um, self-care. I, I do. Um, well, well, let's move on, baby. Let's move on to buying a house. This his buying a house. Oh, tips. OK. OK. So we I think we talked about the coffee. Yeah. OK. So is it in the same article? Yes. Yeah, so it goes on to say same article. Sarah says after uh, the coffee uh, thing. Uh, he says Benson's comments come. As many young workers grow disillusioned with corporate America and adopt an attitude of working to live, it says this is particularly true in the West. They have seen the legacy of all these broken promises in the old days. And in many parts of the West, they would promise you if you worked 30 years, you have this defined benefit pension. You have uh, retiree medical care, etc. None of these, none of that, rather, exists today. Well, okay. So this is what some. This is a quote. So what Marcus just read was a quote, and that's that's actually. I can't say that that's the trucking true. industry doesn't even have pensions like that. No the more. who? The trucking industry are are, run, are moving away from pensions. Okay, if you want a pension, you got to work in education, or you have to work for the state. So there's going to be certain um, sectors that have pensions, and there have been a lot of studies that say you know you can have a 401k that does you know fairly well in comparison to a pension. To say that it's non-existent is not true. Um, you have to consider your own your own industry, your own path. And sometimes those pensions have trade-offs. So I know I've talked about this. Sometimes you work places and sometimes the pension places will have, um, you know, lower, lower um, incomes than if yes, you're. Exactly. And Shire, we grew up in a culture where working for the state was like making it to the NBA. Like mm-hmm. that, everybody doesn't view this working for the state or your, or the, your city as the ideal job just because they have a quote pension. So yeah, I might not be willing to make, $15 an hour and have a pension. Maybe I want, maybe I want to make more than that. So I don't think well, it, a- it depends on, it depends on a lot of things. Okay. In the same article, it goes on to say that one, and just, just because somebody writes, it doesn't mean that it's true, right? Because these are, these are financial opinion pieces mm-hmm. mostly. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not academic. We're not reading from a textbook. We're reading right. from the internet and these are, you know, so let's just be clear about that. So um, later on in the article, it says one of Ramsey's top tips for buying a house is to pay for it up front in cash and avoid taking out a mortgage. While Ramsey has acknowledged this is a daunting task, he outlines a game plan for how someone might save up a hundred thousand in cash to buy a home on the Ramsey Solutions website. And this is a quote from the website. It says, "I mean, where do you find a hundred thousand dollar house at? That's one thing." But anywho, it says, "Divide a hundred thousand by the amount you can save each month to determine how long it will take to get there." He writes. Alongside a list of equations to help people figure out how they might get there between two to eight years. 
But younger workers say buying a home in cash isn't feasible. When home prices are skyrocketing nationwide, the median home price in the United States is about 363000 now and upwards of a million in some of the city excuse me some of the country's priciest cities now you know i don't i haven't listened to dave ramsey often you know like when we got started on this journey i think that was a regular uh listen to the radio show but i will say that i don't recall dave ramsey saying that people should buy houses cash i do recall the him encouraging a 15-year mortgage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I wouldn't put it past him that he has said it, but I just don't remember this yeah. being part of his core philosophy. Yeah, I, I, I can't really remember specifically either, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that if he's gone to that model. But once again, like, look, man, even us, like our situation has changed. We're not the same black married. That, we're not the same Marcus and Shire that we were when we started this podcast six years ago. So far be it from me, I we have to check ourselves when we come on and we're like giving advice. We have to almost sometimes put ourselves into the place we were six, seven, eight years ago to really meet people where they are. And this guy is a gazillionaire. So it's hard for him to really know how hard it is to, for a regular person to save $100,000 for anything. Do you know how long it's going to take you to save six figures worth of money? Like that is hard for most people to do. And yes, there's people that make good money, but that's not the majority because the numbers just say it's not. Yeah, I think my only pushback to that is, you know, we live in a time where everybody has a microphone. And, you know, I think in our culture, a lot of people with the loudest mics are celebrities. Mm hmm. Celebrities with podcasts, celebrities with podcasts, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they talk about real world things and no one says you're a celebrity. You don't know what's, what's, what's happening in the real world, you know? Um, so, so I clearly see what side of the line you're, you're standing on here. You're team Ramsey. I'm not team. <laughs> well, team you know what? I, I, I think this is an opportunity for a new voice. I was because thinking that same thing. If, if there, you know, Dave there Ramsey, needs a new voice, dude. Yeah. There needs to be a new voice. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know. And not some t- new cool hip hop voice. That's hip hop and culture. That's not what I'm saying. There needs to be a new philosophy, a new strategy that helps the younger generation because they're in a different, it's a different e- economy than it was 10 years ago, 15, 20 years well, ago. Well, I think that they're not receiving the message they're not receiving the messenger. Yes. You know, you know, uh, people, I, I think it's easier to receive from, actually, I'm just going to just not even complete that statement. No, I want you because... to receive, I, don't know, I want you to, <laughs> I this was, is the Black Mary Dead Free podcast. Um, we, we're not biting our tongues on here no more. We're too old and we've been doing this well, too long. Well, I was getting ready say to say it. something and I feel myself reconsidering it, um, as I was thinking it, but I will go back to what I was saying about, you know, maybe there just needs, we just need a new voice. Yes. I think some of the core things, um, I think that he has a a lot of the, uh, fundamentals are, you know, are there, Yes. you know, having an emergency fund. I don't think that $1,000 is sufficient because research will tell you that the more you make, the higher your emergencies cost to you. Mm -hmm. And there was a really good, um, article put out by, um, 
I think it's Pew Charity Trust or Pew Trust. Sorry if I don't have that name exactly right, but it gives an average cost of an emergency mm-hmm. based on income. And so that's more um, more accurate, you know? Yes. Um, but the idea to have an emergency fund, that's that's still core. Um, the idea to have low consumer debt, I, I think that that's important. If you're if you have the four to six dollars to buy your coffee cash, that's a lot different than putting that four to six dollar coffee on a credit card. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think having the low to no consumer debt is still there's still some good foundational concepts that are sprinkled into um, to his philosophy. Sometimes yeah. I think that when people would call into his show, sometimes I would hear um, or it would seem that there was some condescending that would happen, you know, occasionally mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't believe you do something that's stupid. And of course, this is not a quote, but, you know, I would pick up on like, oh, you're just not very smart, <laughs> you know, and I don't think that we should make people feel bad for their decisions. I think a lot of people do the best that they can. Not everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think most people do do the best that they can. But I think it is important how we package up our message. Yeah. Because it is good to have that fi- to have financial literacy and to be building good habits. And mm-hmm. and if this person doesn't resonate with you, then hopefully you'll be able to find someone who does. Yeah, Shire. I think what you've highlighted is the difference between mindset and and philosophy and strategy mm-hmm. see for too long dave ramsey has been looked to for strategy he's not a financial advisor he's just a guy that's been doing this for for super long and he has become an, a somewhat of a subject matter expert or a guru if you well, will. well he has a degree in finance but i'm that's not sure beautiful. yeah but his what gen z is lamenting is his strategy he does not he no longer has the strategy for this economy. He has the philosophy, he has the mindset of save of minimal debt. Like I say the four pillars uh uh spending less than you than you earn um paying down debt, saving for the saving for an emergency savings and investing the difference, right? Or investing for the future when you where where and when you can. Those that's philosophy, that's mindset, but that's not strategy. I gave you no strategy there. He needs to live in that world where he's speaking to the mindset, the DNA of being a saver, the DNA of being a an investor, uh, how, you know, those people think he needs that needs to be the world he lives in. Leave the strategy to some Gen, Gen Z because you don't know the Gen Z numbers and Gen Z are hyper analytical is a hyper analytical group. They're going to the back end of their TikToks to see how many. OK, these Gen Z are numbers based. They're fact based. And he's not living in a fact based number based world or his numbers are old. These well, numbers don't I, correlate to I, how it's look how it's how yeah, it is in the streets I, I right now. I think the the old numbers is probably the emergency fund, and you then just spoke to it. But you know, when it comes to getting a house, I think it'd be great if you're able to carry a 15 year mortgage. I mean, that's ideal, but the ideal situation m- might not be obtainable for for everyone. But you know and how so, you can get disconnected, Shire, like 
you you start thinking you start getting around people that make x amount right you forget that oh the numbers for the united states most of the people make half this but my friend group make that so i'm not really i'm not even i'm kind of detached i don't think he knows how much i don't have enough to save a hundred thousand it's gonna take me 20 years to save a hundred thousand dollars because of i only have this much left after my bills after my student loans after my this based on my income he he how would he ever be able to resonate with that and know that well he doesn't have to it's true you know um it's true that's you know that's <laughs> where he is mm-hmm. you know i don't i feel like he's trying to bring other voices onto his platform yeah you know but, um but he I'm, I'm he just he this. just is who he is i mean there are a number of other people who you can listen to or learn from other than him and if he didn't resonate with gen z then that's we okay. need somebody he, to he resonates up. with whoever he resonates with. But it's and dangerous too, Shire, because you need somebody that not only has Gen Z's ear, but has their Gen Z's best interests at heart. Because what, oh, yeah. what what you're doing is you're opening up a world where you can get any Gen Z guy or person that they resonate with, and then they, they could feed Gen Z a bunch of bull crap too. Okay. Have so, them doing this and, and do we seeing that, right? right. We seeing a lot of that. Uh, put your money here or here just start a youtube automation or uh you know this is how i made it so it's dangerous so you look to ramsey to like plug those holes if ramsey would just change like i said change his strategy study the younger generation marcus he ain't gonna do all that he's gonna do or what anybody he on his team works. he's got a billion dollar empire put people a in billion place. Do- he is not a billionaire Sorry, he's, he's creeping up on a bill no He's creeping up on a billion dollar. Ramsey Solutions is worth like seven hundred million, okay. seven eight hundred million. Figure out how to meet Gen Z where they are and alter your stance in some areas. Tweak this and that, and you could be a voice. You could be the voice for the that generation. I don't think forward. that he is the voice. It's just like you were just talking about Biden, mm-hmm. but I don't know that Biden best represents Gen Z. That's true. You know what I'm saying and. If he has something that has created a $700 million business, why would he suddenly change? I think he's going to be who he's going to be. And so you just have to figure out what works best for you. And well, I then, think. Unfortunately, doing- when your clientele passes or grows old, so will your business. And- yeah, well, he's growing old, too. We're getting old together. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right, Sean. Well, let's get into some of these comments, Shire, because we had a lot of comments. We we gave our opinion on it. Let's let's look into some of these comments here. Um. So let's see, Shire. Somebody says Ramsey's advice is probably pretty good for the type of people in his audience who already have proven to be able or have already have proven to be unable to manage money. Okay. Others who figured out on their own how to use credit responsibly prioritize saving and investing, et cetera, do not need his advice. The whole snowball effect, uh, the whole snowball effect way of paying down debt is an example. If you can do math, you don't do it that way. So this person's, a, that's this person's opinion. They, they maybe believe mathematically, like I said, Gen Z is, they're saying, well, why don't I pay the highest interest off first? He doesn't even preach avalanche. He preaches snowball all the way. 
So just little stuff well, like that. There's a psychology little to stuff that. Like, yeah. Okay. So so there's mindset to it, which is psychology. Well, this, but then there's strategy, which is Gen Z is more strategy. Gen Z is literal. I don't know if this don't person me, is Gen Z though. This is a person, okay. a random person on the internet, and okay. it sounds like he's saying that you know if you're not very responsible with money, you should listen to Dave Ramsey, and if you are, then maybe you. Well, but that's a perfect too. example, baby. And let's just assume they're Gen Z. They're commenting under a Gen Z versus Dave Ramsey article. Let's assume they're Gen Z, right? That right there, that little disconnect right there. Why not say Snowball and Avalanche and you choose which one's better for you? No, 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 no. Dave Ramsey says it's Snowball because I said so. Well, some people need, some people are, there are some people that are like, why don't you just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Fair. Whereas there are other people that are like, tell me all of the choices and I'll decide what I want to do. Fair. Um, I do see one comment. It says, uh, Dave Ramsey just doesn't understand. Doesn't he know I need an iPhone every eight months to a year? Uh-uh. I need an unlimited plan so I can watch videos on social media. And I just lost it because I was reading on your screen. And oh, you- I'm sorry. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> I don't know why you would start uh, changing it. Sorry, but anyway, make it bigger. Um, and okay, uh, this, okay, they, they're going off the rails. I didn't know the comment was going there, but okay. Okay. Another person says that I am not under 40 anymore, but I also think he is overboard. Get rid of mortgage debt at 2.5%. Never. That debt is making me money every day. Mm. Um, see what else? Huh. Did you take financial advice from a 30-something-year-old who unwittingly gets themselves into six-figure educational debt and then ask taxpayers for a bailout? Ooh, so this dude is he making a good point. Some of y'all Gen Z, y'all ain't really great with y'all money, so y'all y'all need to listen to somebody. I will say that. I just don't know if he's if Ramsey's the guy, but yeah. Uh, Dave Ramsey has one thing uh-huh. right, having no debt and cash. In the bank is a great feeling when you go to bed every night. Now, yes, that speaks to the emotional side or psychological side, you said. Well, I don't think that's just psychological. I think that's just smart, right? What did it say? Yeah, having no debt and cash in the bank, it feels good, but it's also a smart choice. Yes. Uh, Let's say if they think he is wrong, then maybe they should not listen to him. Step up and show him how it's done. I, yeah, that's kind of speaks to what we were saying too. We need maybe needs a new voice. Okay, and so this person says that Ramsey keeps telling us what wealthy people do and telling us we should do the same. Most of us do not choose to prioritize the accumulation of wealth over all other forms of human activity, and Ramsey's advice is therefore largely irrelevant. However much he huffs and puffs mm. that's an interesting uh <laughs> adjective he's huffs and puffs <laughs> um right. someone said they retired in their 40s and that their 11 year old has twenty five thousand in a roth ira that they grew from 4k that's amazing um it says there's four types of people the poor the rich and the wealthy your mindset is what determines your classification Okay. Well, it sounds like there are um, comments all over the board. Yeah. Some that agree with Dave Ramsey, you know, that philosophy and some that are just saying, you know, you can find your own path. 
This 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 sums up my feelings. I'm not gonna read this whole thing, but, but just this first step. Really? Says, I think Dave Ramsey is like many people of his generation, and honestly, any generation, guilty of transposing the economic conditions of his heyday onto the people of today and giving his advice thusly. Okay, what part of that resonates for you? It's a different world we live in. I, I don't think yeah. we could give the people the same advice today that we were giving them five years ago. I think it's changed that much. Device needs to change. The core doesn't need to change. You want to spend less than you make. You want to save and you want to invest. But how do I do that? The strategy behind those core beliefs must change with the economy. There's no way it can stay the same. Hmm. You have to be able to shift to accomplish those things. And I think that's what why I think Ramsey should just live in a space where he just preaches those things. The the idea of those things or right? at least acknowledge that the world has changed. It, right. Come on now. Just just acknowledge. Wow. You know, interest rates are a lot higher yes. now than they were when I bought my house. You yes. know, there are different challenges that are out there. Gen yeah. Z, they went through COVID and I, I think that some of these challenges we have impact different generations in, in different ways. Yes. Yes. I think that is 1000% true. So uh, we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on this story. Um, but uh, yeah, it definitely seems to be a disconnect. And like I said, I think we were, we were on the borderline of that disconnect. We were kind of like, all right, Ramsey's cool. You know, he's, he's really good for this, but in this respect, I don't know. And now the generation coming after us are like, nah, man, nah, this is, we're not going to stand for this. So it's, it's definitely interesting to see the changing of the guard. That's, that's right. what I think we're witnessing. But, uh, anyway, Shire, that's all we got for today. You got any other thoughts, any other things you want to talk about? I see you searching your phone. When you start searching, maybe you might jump up with something. You might have no, a different topic. Either. I was actually going to find some of those Dave Ramsey TikTok videos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we got to check that out then. But we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, do us a huge favor and leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. That makes us more visible to the algorithm and others that may be looking to consume content like this. Till next time, we out. Peace. Bye.